Everything Film with Film Robot is presented by Agency Click and broadcasting from Alphabet City at 4242 Main Street. A little further down Main, Main and 16th, between 16th and 17th, is a place called Good Lad Clothing. The proprietor is a former actor, Mr. Shane Meyer, part of the Second Timers Club. Again, welcome to the Second Timers Club. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before we talk clothing, uh, this is called Everything Film, and you've uh, done a, quite a body of work over the course of your days. How early did you start in this profession? I was thinking about that today. It uh, started when I was 10, so 20, 28 years. Wow. 28 years in the industry. So, Were you a, yeah. a ham as a kid? Was it the parents that said, you know, we got we to get this kid into uh, acting? We had, we had moved from Edmonton, and, uh, you know, basically the, the folks said, get into something, some extracurricular activities and, and keep yourselves busy. Um, I was really short and small <laughs> in stature. Um, so my sporting, uh, my, you know, I wasn't really into baseball or, or hockey or anything. So, uh, got into a little bit of the, the commercial success and started doing commercials and modeling. And that led, led to, you know, semi lead roles in, in films and TV. And then, uh, one thing led to another and I was starring in them. So yeah, mm -hmm. after 27 years of it, it's, uh, well, we talked about that offline a little bit about like somebody being able to play a younger part and what would you, what did you tell you told me you played you, a high school student when you were what age yeah like? that's that was a lot of my success was because I looked a lot younger than I than I was so like I was 20 I think I was 26 and I was playing a 16 year old yeah there you go so. and you know what you know it's interesting and going back at the time Michael J Fox I think that's how he made it like that was one of the things he used to say and he had like his, his autobiography he just basically said like I was a 28 year old man by the time I got famous and he's yeah. He's playing whatever Teen Wolf well, or whatever he was. I, I and he's a high school student. I'm going I, how? Like I, I think so. it's a double-edged sword yeah, because yeah. on the one hand, as a as a young you know child, you want to get you want to grow, you want to age, you want to become a man. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you could age badly, and that could seriously affect oh, the, the yeah, acting absolutely. work. Yeah. yeah. Or or you're uh, you're you know you're 35 years old and you're going in to play a 35 year old father, but yeah. you look like you're 25 yeah. and yeah. You're, <laughs> you don't look like a father. So. You're right. It, it does go both ways. Um, but yeah, Michael J. Fox was a, like I was. He was my idol, and uh, you know, I, if hey, he made it. And he he got successful with it. So oh, I thought absolutely. I could do the same, man. Well, not only that, but I mean, at the time when you go back, if you take you know go back to your age ten, there wasn't a whole lot of film and TV work coming out of Vancouver at that point. No, I had one of three agents in the city. In fact, he was my agent for majority of my career. Um, the TV shows, this is back in the day when it was like, I think it was Booker, 21 Jump Street, Wise Guy, and MacGyver. Uh, and I got actually cast. That was the first project that I did was I was playing young MacGyver in all of the flashback stuff that... Uh, uh, that he was in so that was a you know I did four or five episodes of that I got a really cool relationship with Henry Winkler who cast me a, a number of times on, on various other future projects so that's kind of how it started the first oh, nice. film I did itself was The Unforgiven which I'm sure you guys are probably going to bring up because that's a yep. big one that was uh, you know I have a lot of good memories and a lot of uh, uh, fond uh, memories of Clint Eastwood himself um, and it was an you know, Oscar-winning film, and I'm super proud of it. So you, you told me a story about the, the directing style of Clint Eastwood. It's not a traditional action, cut. It's, he's more chill than that. Yeah, he's, he's known for uh, literally uh, shooting, like recording his, his rehearsals. He, he'll flip the camera on when you don't even know it. So mm, mm. Uh, there was a time where he wanted to get a certain reaction from me, and he, he, he flicked the, uh, you know, this is back when the director sat next yeah. to, the, uh, next to the, the camera, and he just flicked this, the, 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 you know, the recording thing on the, on the film thing, and 
uh, you know, started asking me a few questions to get a certain reaction from me, whether it was a smile or a, or a frown or something, and, and, uh, and then he ended up using that. So uh, very interesting style and technique, and he made it, you know, that he, didn't, he doesn't use radios. There's no smoking on the set. No, there was, it was very quiet. It was very uh, kind of a, a smaller set, yeah, not, yeah, you know, not yeah. so massive. Um, yeah. Really cool to work on. Good to see that kind of thing. Did you uh, witness early on, did you witness any prima donnas on set that uh, maybe made you realize, I'm not going to be like that? Ah, a few of them, yeah. You know, again, 27 years of doing it, you, you'll run into those. And there's, there's some of them that are big, big stars, and some of them are just, you know, local actors out of Vancouver, Toronto. Um, you know, they, it, it's, such a, it's such a weird business that it, it, it kind of drives, it, it gives people that, you know, the expectation that they can kind of be, mm-hmm. the, you know, king shit as they say but um well forget about clint eastwood let's talk about something a little more exciting for the <laughs> like walker texas ranger <laughs> like come on you, are you chuck norris approved i still get a kick out when you see the those memes that yeah. chuck norris could do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah tell us you know what let's talk a little bit about chuck norris your experience working with that guy and like and what did you do like what were your scenes what did that entail well, I was living in LA at the time, and it was for uh, I was doing a pilot season. And I actually got cast in a pilot. It was a spinoff of Walker Texas Rangers called Sons of Thunder, and uh, CBS was doing it. It was you know prime time Friday night slot, right? So, right. Uh, you know, millions of viewers. Um, this is again, this is going back to 15, 20, well, twenty years ago. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, he flew me to Dallas, Texas. I lived in Dallas, Texas. I did four or five episodes of Walker, and then they spun us off and, and did I think I did six or seven episodes of Sons of Thunder. So. You know, I was 25 years old, living in Dallas, Texas, as a, a you know working actor. Um, things were things were awesome. It was uh, he's a great guy. Uh, Chuck Norris is uh, very, you know, he uses his family. His his brother was the executive producer. His his son was the stunt coordinator. Uh, right. He has another son that was a, a stand-in body double kind of thing. So you remember what you did, your character, and what you had to do. I played one of yeah, one of the sons. One uh, of the sons. It was basically yeah. uh, my older brother uh, ran a like a private investigation, <laughs> kind of very Walker at Texas yes, Ranger-ish. Yes, yes. Basically, just a different name. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so it was a, it was a good. It was you know I was loving it because again, twenty-five year old kid on a on a star show, living in a, in a crazy cool. Uh, State Texas is a is a really cool state to visit yeah. and work in. So, yeah. oh, fantastic! Yeah, cool. He is Shane Meyer. Um, he is a former actor and the proprietor of Good Lad Clothing. Everything filmed with Film Robot is presented by Agency Click and broadcasting from Alphabet City at forty two forty two Main Street in Vancouver. So, what brought the career to an end? Because you have done a, there's a great body of work, including the Matthew Shepard story, which I think is probably at the top of your acclaim. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, definitely, certainly. Matthew Shepard's story was one of the probably arguably the biggest thing that I've done, um, and, and it didn't really come to a screeching halt. It was more of a I wanted a little bit more stability, a little bit more structure in my life. I was getting, you know, I was in my early 30s. I, I wanted to settle down at some point, and uh, and that's kind of what I did. It was it was a tough choice to do, but I'm not out of it completely. I'm, I'm kind of debating whether or not I want to dive into it in the next little while here again because I got a little bit more time on my hands these days, but. Um, there's also the other side of the camera too, the, the directing and, and writing and stuff. And me and my brother are, I've got a couple kind of cool opportunities that we're trying to get, uh, 
trying to get some legs on. So we're, we're you know, we're kind of writing a little bit with... Uh, Anything with that has a role for an aging radio guy? Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Play your cards right. Well, yeah. you know, one email up to Henry Winkler, I think yeah. you said, right? I mean, yeah, it'd be, great to, it'd be great to see some of those those guys again and see if they... You say, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe give gold shuck. Hey, you, got, hey you know what? The old connection. Yeah, hey, they would, never die, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. I know because we, we, without revealing anything, we've had some conversations. I know you've got some, some interesting projects that you're uh, trying to... Uh, acquire uh, the, the story rights too, and I, yeah. I think that's something that probably will see the light of day. But in the meantime, you have pivoted, and you're yes. now a entrepreneur and a businessman and the proprietor of Good Lad Clothing at 16th and Main Street. Uh, why clothing? What, what, where did that come from? You know what? Again, it was going back to that thing, of, and, and good way to, good, good term to use, pivot. It, it definitely was a pivot. It, I, I've always liked uh, fashion, and again, something more stable and structured, a, a nine to five, a paycheck every two weeks. That sounded a little bit more enter- entertaining than, you know, working for two weeks and then being unemployed for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's the reality of it. Yeah, right? it yeah. is. Yeah. And it, you do if you do 25 years of that, it gets to you. Yeah. So, um, no, clothing's always been a passion of mine. Um, having a clothing store, I always thought would be a fun thing to do. And Good Lad is named after my great great grandfather. Uh, his name was James Goodlad, so I kind of tied a little oh, family wow. thing That's in there. Oh, that's kind of neat. So, yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah, and we uh, we recently moved to, to Main Street. We're happy to be on in the Mount Pleasant area. We were in North Van for for three years, and then decided to come over onto Main Street. So. so, if people go to your store, what can they expect to find? Men's you know? denim and anything that goes with men's denim. Yeah, so almost yeah. like exactly what you're wearing. Like good quality, yeah. candy yeah. clothing. Everything is oh, wow. uh, 100% wow. ethically sourced, so wow. nothing's made offshore. Oh, that's fantastic. Canadian, American brands. Some of the brands that I used to find in LA when I was living in LA mm-hmm. I you know remember them and and now I'm selling them so how did how did COVID-19 affect uh being a entrepreneur quite a bit it's uh you know you're you're ebbing and flowing and you know just like being in a restaurant or a bar it's putting yeah. up the putting up the things putting the things on the ground getting on the hand sanitizer everywhere and then limited amount of people in the store especially with this new location it's a little bit smaller so we're only allowing six people in per time the other north north Vancouver was quite a, quite big so you can have you know, half a dozen, a dozen people in there at a time, but uh, it's yeah, it's it, people. People still want to support locals. People still want to you know support small, you know, independent companies, and that's what we're doing. I think there's a lot of misinformation being passed around. There's not a consistent theme of messaging coming about what you can and what you cannot do. But for people that don't think you can go shopping, yes, you can. Can can people still try on clothes in a clothing store? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if if they want me to steam them, I'll steam them right in front of them. Uh, we do that anyways. Um, yeah, people are, you know, I, I, we firmly believe that when this thing is over, which knock on wood should be in the next, you know, six to eight months, uh, there'll, there'll be a massive influx in, in supporting small independence. And, and that's what we're waiting for. So hopefully that comes. What, one final thing on the film uh, end, Shane. What advice would you give to, say, an aspiring young actor, actress out there that really wants to pursue the roles in film or television? Let's say, when they're, let's say they're 10 now listening to this. What, what advice would you have from your prior experience? It's, you know, keep doing, do, do whatever you, what, what you like, like do what you're, have fun. Make sure you're doing what you want to do. Don't be forced into it. If it's a manager, an agent, or even a parent that's trying to force you to do something, if there's an, an audition that you don't want to do, don't do it. Say no. I said, I said no to a lot of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as soon as you, as soon as you start forcing somebody to do something, the passion goes and then the, the, the performance mm-hmm. goes. And mm-hmm. that's when the careers mm-hmm. usually very die. very interesting. So, yeah. so people can find Shane Meyer at Good Lad Clothing, which is at uh, 16th and Main, right beside a really cool bar called General Public, a restaurant bar 
which uh, you and I had a, yeah. a beverage there the other night. Yeah. So, and you're there Monday to Friday? I'm there pretty much five days a week, six days a week right now. So, and, can yeah. come, someone come in and talk a little acting while they're Absolutely. getting Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Encourage it. <laughs> Shane Meyer, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Fantastic. guys. Appreciate it, man. Yep.